Hi, everyone. This is Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the Awaken Tarot podcast. I'm so happy to be back with another episode. And this week is really exciting because this week we are going to be diving into a major arcana card, which we have not tackled in a while. But the card we are going to talk about today is Justice. And this is really cool. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, I um, I pulled and talked a little bit about the Two of Swords in my stories earlier this week. And so I feel like the uh, for me, the Two of Swords has always fit in really well with Justice. So I'm really excited to kind of talk about that aspect as well as a couple, a couple different things. And what's really cool is that our collective reading... Uh, is it's not ju- it's not justice twice I promise you all but I, I I will bring it back in to like kind of how the two cards meet in the middle um, because I feel as if they are there are three cards in the major arcana that I feel really relate to each other and it just so happens that I pulled two of them for the duration of this episode but first let's kind of dive into into justice so justice is depending on what deck you use or what style of tarot it is either card 8 or 11 in your major arcana. What is consistent is that this card is always in the death line, which is the second line. It's the second set of seven cards in the um, second line out of three of the major arcana. So the, the major arcana has three lines, life, death, and rebirth. And in the death line, it typically, in the Smith Rider Waite version, which is what I use, uh, strength starts that line and justice comes towards, well, not even towards, it's in the direct middle of the line. And this is really important. And I'm going to talk about why uh, I think that justice belongs as card 11 rather than card eight. um, And and why that's why that's why I teach it that way. So justice as a card is very much about balance. Um, We know that justice is about balance for several reasons. One, in the Smith Rider Waite, the person um, that is depicted in this card is sitting between two pillars. There is a curtain behind them. They are in one hand holding a sword upright completely, and in the other hand holding a set of balanced scales. Their robe is red. They're wearing a crown. Obviously, this person is, he, I mean, he's got a crown. He's, they're in charge of something. The thing that Pamela Coleman Smith is really hitting hard here is this is this idea of balance and that you cannot have a sword that's not balanced. You won't be able to fight with it. You won't be able to do battle with it. I don't spend a lot of time battling with swords, but that's I'm pretty the one thing I do know is that it has to be balanced. And the other hand, they've got a scale. Both of these things bring us into this idea that with justice, you want things to be fair. You need things to be even. Um, justice kind of goes before judgment. A lot of people get justice and judgment kind of confused and pushed together. But justice is completely different than judgment. And that is because very, very, very rarely does judgment actually equate justice. The goal is for that to happen. But, I mean, we look at the legal system now, and you'll see that's not necessarily the case. So the entire concept of justice is balance. Justice represented by the number 11, which is a one and a one holding, you know, it's a balanced number. It's holding two things together. It represents also in the same kind of context, the pillars that the person in justice sits between. Um, All of these things, for all of these reasons, justice belongs as card 11. But I think most importantly, the reason that strength starts the death line as card eight is because 
when you're in the chariot, you're kind of in this position of leaving your comfort zone. It takes a lot of strength and trust. And I think the really the heart of the meaning of strength is trust. And trust is kind of that first entrance into the death line where all of a sudden things are going to start to get really contractive, right? So you go from strength into hermit card nine into the wheel and then into justice. So you're kind of going through this transition of going into yourself evolving, and then coming out ideally a more balanced person, which is why I believe justice belongs not just as card 11, but in the direct middle of the death line itself. The fun thing about justice is that when you're looking at it, even just image-wise, and this is something that Pamela Coleman Smith again did really well, you will notice that it looks like two other cards in the major arcana. One of those cards being card two in the Major Arcana, and that is the High Priestess. In the High Priestess, you have a person, and they're sitting with a scroll in their hand, and they're sitting between those two pillars, one black, one white, and the veil is kind of draped behind them. And then from that, the second card then is the Hierophant, and the Hierophant comes three cards after the High Priestess. Uh, The Hierophant is a person, again in a red robe, sitting between two pillars, both marble, both white, and holding their arms up, almost like they're bestowing some sort of gift to the two monks kneeling in front of them on either side. These cards are all meant to look like each other because the idea is that in these cards, you are actively making decisions. In the high priestess, you are intuitively making a decision for yourself. You are actively thinking and and, and working with your intuition as a part of you. It's kind of this idea of working with the two sides of yourself. You, the conscious you, and then you, the subconscious you, where your intuition lies. And and allowing yourself to kind of dictate life for yourself. You move into the Hierophant a few cards down from there because this is the first time that you are actively interacting with those in the world around you in a way that you hope is kind of balanced, but it also may not be. And I'll talk about that more in the collective reading later. And then you get to justice. And now all of a sudden, you've gone through this process of getting out of your comfort zone. You're trusting the process. You're in the hermit, looking at your truth in front of you, which is that lantern. You're changing in the wheel. And then you get to justice and you come out, maybe not someone who is ready yet to start making judgments, or maybe not somebody yet who has fully gone through the process of becoming a better person, but you come out balanced. You come out with two sides to something. You come out on one hand, a sword, which is balanced, and on the other hand, a set of scales, which is balanced. You now have two fully formulated ideas of something, two different fully formulated ways of being, and now you have to make a choice, right? So that's the idea in justice. What is good for you? What is good for those around you? How do you equal those out? And you see that time and time and time again, anytime this kind of idea of a two is brought up. And yes, I realize this is an 11, but you don't, in the, in the suit cards, you don't get to card 11 because it becomes the, it becomes the page. Um, so hang with me here. When you're thinking about ones, you're thinking about something standing right next to something else. And you really get that in the twos in the suits, two of cups, the two of wands, two of swords, and the two of pentacles. All of those things talk about balance, which is this huge, huge, huge proponent in the concept of justice. Um, Justice is also, it would be remiss not to talk about the fact that 
justice is very often, especially when you're thinking about the set of scales in this person's hand, um, it is correlated with the ancient Egyptian mythology where when you die, Anubis takes your heart and weighs it against a feather. And if it weighs more than a feather, meaning that you've lived not a truthful life, you get eaten by an alligator or a crocodile, excuse me, which I just think is beautiful. We should all live our lives in a way where we might be eaten by crocodiles if we're doing shit. That being said, (laughs) justice, when you pull this card in a reading, when you pull this card for yourself, it's asking you to consider two sides of the situation. Where do you stand and where do you need to stand? Where do you want to stand? How do those two things balance out? How are you? And, And again, because Major Arcana is macro energy, it's also kind of this idea of this grander idea of I have to take the appropriate side. I have to make the appropriate decision because this is bigger than me. This is more than where do I want to eat? This is more than where do I, should I go out or not? This is, this is more things like, this is more about things like who do I vote for? Why should I educate myself on, on systemic racism? Why should I? I cancel my holiday plans so that other people don't get sick. What do I want and what is actually good? And it's kind of this recalibrating, this rebalancing of self. Because again, previously, you've just really kind of like allowed the way that you do things to go askew in the chariot. And you've really kind of had to examine yourself through strength in the wheel. And there has been change, but you have to make the decision in justice Injustice, you have to make the decision to go forward to death. It's that last kind of check-in before you really kind of plummet into the card that comes next, which is the hanged man. And in the hanged man, there's a sense of acceptance. Now you are hanging. Now you are dangling from that scale that is being held in justice. And you have to be able to balance out, right? So injustice, it's really kind of that last, that really that that last big moment of what am I actually going to do? Because we always have free will, right? But injustice, if we decide to take on the scales and we decide to do the right thing and we decide to to stop fighting and go into the hanged man, which is acceptance, then we're carrying on through through the through the entirety of the death line, which culminates in temperance. And this is again, this is a reason why I I really feel as if um, strength belongs at the beginning and not in the middle because you don't get that same impact. If you were met in the beginning right after chariot, that's just not how we learn. That's just not how we learn or change or evolve, right? We have to go through the process of really examining ourselves and spending time alone with ourselves in the hermit, evolving in the wheel. Um, we We don't start in justice, make an educated decision with both sides of the information there, and then wheedle our way into strength. We're like, okay, I'm going to trust and then trust again. Um, you know, you kind of make this deal with the beast in in strength coming out of chariot, which is like, okay, these are two really scary things. I could definitely get eaten, and, and you will. Um, but I'm trusting this process. I'm trusting this is something I have to go through. Uh, so, yeah, I also... And this is the last thing. Want to just mention that 
in Justice, we're, lo- we're really looking at what I like to call kind of the a, uh, Wisdom of Solomon card. So for those who are not religious, uh, you probably won't get this reference. But for those that are in the Bible, and, I, and not to say that I'm religious, but I definitely grew up with, my grandpa was a pastor, so I grew up with the Bible really like beating me over the head constantly. And the there is a King Solomon in the Bible who God told he would give any any he would grant any wish Solomon had and Solomon asked for wisdom and it, there is a story in the Bible where two women come before King Solomon and they have this baby and they're both freaking out because this baby is one of these women's and one of them is lying and so um, one woman is like this is my baby and the other woman was like that's my baby. So King Solomon, because God has granted him wisdom, uh, looks at the women and goes, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Since neither of you can figure out whose baby this is, we're just going to cut the baby in half and we'll give you each a half of the baby. And one of the women is like, hey, maybe like don't do that. Like, just let her, like, let the baby live. Don't cut that baby in half. And the other woman is like, yeah, cut this baby in half. Seems fair to me. Um, so it's that, it's, it's, it's the same kind of like... A metaphor for this card where you've got one person in the story really working with judgment, right? Which is the woman, the actual mom of the child who is in judgment like, no, I will gladly give my baby to this other person if only you would not cut them in half. And King Solomon, who is watching this other woman live out justice, right? Where she's like, yeah, seems totally fair. Cut this baby in half. Uh, and this idea came to him through the idea of balance. So what we've learned is that from balance, we have the opportunity to land at truth. But justice doesn't necessarily equal judgment. Uh, so yeah, from there, I think we all know what it is time for, as this is the part of the podcast where I begin trying to explain to you the entirety of the plot of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No, I'm not going to do that to you, though I really, I I would start a separate podcast for that. This is the collective reading. And um, like I said earlier, our our collective reading kind of relates back to justice in that we're talking about the Hierophant. The Hierophant comes several cards before justice, obviously, because it comes in the lifeline. Uh, But what's really cool about the Hierophant, they are a person, they are standing, like I said earlier, between two pillars. Um, and in the Hierophant, we're really kind of, this is our first introduction in the Major Arcana, where we are now working with others. Um, previously, it's all been all been about self-work in the world within kind of our own minds, um, in our own worlds. And then we get into the Hierophant, and it's like, oh shit, there are others out here, which th- leads into the collective reading, which is, what do you do when decisions that you make actually affect other people. Welcome to the collective reading. This is a card that really invites us to talk about what traditions, what morals are we upholding? What traditions are we starting and stopping? You know, Thanksgiving has already passed and a lot of us spend time with our families. A lot of us celebrate that, but like, should we? (laughs) And I won't get into that. I got into it in my stories. We all know where I'm going with that, but it's the same kind of idea going towards the next part of the holiday season, right? We have a nasty pandemic going on. Like, do we cancel our plans? What do we do? What new traditions do we start? How are things going to change? How do they need to change? How do we need to change? And how do we need to interact with others? How do we set up boundaries so that we keep ourselves healthy and others healthy? How do we in our personal lives begin to work with others in this new kind of 
we've never had we've never had a time like this. We've never had a holiday season like this where we're being forced to examine how we do things and how we are going to change them and how those decisions are going to affect others. Because again, the high priestess, the hierophant, and justice all have the same kind of theme of the decisions and choices we make, they have they affect us, they affect others, and they affect truth. They affect justice. Um, they affect kind of this karmic aspect, I guess, that you could talk about that lays deeply embedded in in the theme of justice as well. But in the Hierophant, you're kind of making these decisions, right? You have no idea what's going to come from that yet. So in the Hierophant, you're just kind of willy-nilly making decisions. So it's at, it's that invitation going into these next two weeks to really consider what decisions you make, what traditions you uphold, how you change, and how those decisions are going to affect other people. Because yes, maybe... The holiday season isn't what it was or what it was last year, but maybe next year it gets to be because you stayed home this year and kept your family safe or kept others safe. Um, it also is this kind of big invitation to consider capitalism. We're going into this buying season, buying, 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 buying. Where are you putting your money? Where are you shopping from? Is it all going to Amazon? Like, I'm guilty of Amazon shopping. It's really, really easy. They make it really easy for that reason. Would it be better to shop small business? Who needs that money more? All of these little actions, all the ways we interact with others in a really big macro way, that is how we're being asked to work with the collective energy the next two weeks. Okay, all of that being said, I want to make some homemade pizza. Gabe, get us out of here.